Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. Come on, time and time again. You still show us we going. Build us up when we within it. Shine your light where it was then. Said you'll never let us down. With your words, we will find them. As we learn through these trials, you remind us why we smile. Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. No matter how big the problem Ooh, is, God is great. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Pure Reflections, the podcast where we talk about motherhood, womanhood, and discipleship. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson, resident in counseling and mentor. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to hit subscribe. And now sit back, relax, and listen as I share what I've learned on my journey. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. It is Danielle. I really appreciate you for listening to me. I I think it's an honor. The flow of the podcast is going to be SO, right? We are going to start every episode with what is going well. And the reason for that is during my therapy sessions, my count, my um, therapist will always say, Danielle, what is going well? And as soon as I walk in, I'm ready to tell her everything that's going wrong and what I want to talk about for the day. And she always stops me and say, let's talk about what is going well first. By the time I go through what is going well in my life, which will probably take me at first at least a good five minutes to really think about it. Um, but by the time that I did think about it and shared that with her, I didn't want to talk about what was not going well anymore. You know, I, I approached those things with a little bit more humility because now my heart was filled with gratitude for it. So that's how I want to start every episode by first highlighting what is going well in my life. The first thing I'm going to share with you that is going well is that, uh, for those of you who have not listen to episode two, go back and listen to that. I started with a physical trainer back in October and it has been going well. You know, it's really been teaching me how to trust the process. And this is not the first time I've had a trainer, but I think I'm more emotionally ready for it. And that has been going on. I've been dropping weight. I've been drinking my water and I'm excited about that. Secondly, my children are healthy and I'm healthy and we continue to grow in love for each other, just continuing to grow as a parent and things of that nature. So I'm grateful for that. And I've been showing up for my business, you know, I've been showing up and that is such a, a huge accomplishment for me because especially with social media, I think social media is a whole chore and I despised it at one point. Like I just wanted to use it for leisure activity, but now that I'm using it for ministry or business, so to speak, I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional about it. And that has been going well. So I hope you guys start to implement what is going well into your conversations when you have it with people. Um, I think it's a very powerful skill to be able to identify what's going well in your life. So yeah, I think that's great. So moving on, I want to get into what I wanted to talk about today. And that is doing heart checks. So a heart check for me is if I go even a day or two or weeks, whatever, how long it is, 
and I know something's not right with me spiritually, I have to eventually do a heart check because if I don't, I'm going to be unproductive. I'm going to be unfruitful. I'm just going to be building a larger gap between me and God. And that's just not what it is for me. So one of these days this week, I don't even remember, I found myself in bed literally with a heartache. And my heart was aching because I'm like, God, I want a husband. Like I'm single. I'm doing what you want me to do. And all those things, but I want a husband. Like, when am I getting my husband? I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of dealing with being lonely. Like, I was really lonely, guys. Like, laying in bed, almost depressed about it. And I got up, said, you know what? Let me just go worship. Let me get my head out the gutter and just be grateful. And God led me to read Philippians. Well, first I went and read Songs of Solomon, um, for those of you who are not familiar with that book of the Bible, you know, it's a, it's about love. And I read it, didn't quite satisfy me. So Holy Spirit was like, go read Philippians, read through Philippians, got to um, Philippians 4 and basically highlighted like the whole chapter, like 80% of that chapter is highlighted. So I'm like, all right, God, what is it that you wanted me to learn from this? Like, I need you to talk to me about it. Left it alone and had my weekly Bible study. That's something new that I've implemented. I tried to implement it at the end of last year, but I wasn't really consistent. And my friend was like, nah, Danielle, we gonna need to hold you accountable. And she has been doing so I'm grateful for her. But we had our weekly Bible study and I said, you know, can we talk about something that I want to talk about tonight? And she was like, yeah, go for it. So I started to tell her about what happened to me during the week and where God led me to read. And when I tell you, as I was telling her, first of all, the Holy Spirit prompted her to prompt me into answering a question. And secondly, there was just revelation after revelation. So I want to share that with you guys. In Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Now, initially, when I was feeling this heart sick, or lovesick, whatever you want to call it, I read that and I'm like, okay, God, you want me to rejoice. I'll rejoice. Thank you, Lord, for my life. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for where you have me. You know, just started giving thanks. And even though my heart wasn't in it at first, eventually I got with the program and started worshiping and just having gratitude towards where I am. Then Philippians 4 and 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence... If there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I started thinking to myself, okay, well, God, I prayed about it, but I didn't really understand what supplication meant. And now here I am talking to my friend about it. And I said, you know, maybe I got to study a little bit more about what supplication actually really means. But then in that moment, God gave me a visualization of what it meant. And I started telling her and I was like, well, God literally just showed me like me walking to a Dropbox at the post office and 
submitting a sealed envelope into the box so that it can be picked up and delivered. Basically, God is like, I need you to do what my word says. I told you to pray. Okay, I did that. I told you to make everything be known in prayer, okay, and supplication. Well, God, you know what? I'm going to write down, like literally write down what it is that is bothering my heart. And I'm going to seal it in an envelope. And I'm going to drop it in the postal system. And I'm going to trust that it's going to be delivered to you. And that when it gets to you, that you will swiftly work to remedy this petition about my heart. And that gave me peace in that moment. Because what it's saying to me is, I never told you no, Danielle. Never told you no. I recognize and validate your desire for a husband. But there's a process. And there are things that I need you to work both through and out of you during this season of singleness. And you have not really embraced your season of singleness to the extent that you thought you did. Yeah, you accept the fact that you're physically alone. Yeah, you've worked through your issues attached to that. But we still working some things out about your heart. You have done tremendous work of getting yourself in alignment with my will for you, but there is more to do. And I never told you no. So I need you to shift your perspective and just acknowledge the fact that there is a process. When you mail a letter, there is a process for that mail to get to the person that it needs to get through. And you are putting your hope and your trust in the U.S. postal system when you mail a package, when you order a package, whatever you do, you're putting your trust in it. Put your trust in me. Pray about it. Submit it with supplication and then give thanks because you can trust me to fulfill the things of your heart that you desire. You can trust me to do that. Have I not done that? Look at where you are. Everything that you have, you prayed for earnestly. You don't think that I will grant you the petition of your heart as you come to me now? You know me better than that, Danielle. And I'm like, you know what, God, my bad, my bad. And thank you so much for knowing me because you know that I needed a visual association in order to really grasp and hold on to that. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to do that. If there is something that you are trusting God for, that you want God to do for you, do what his word says. His word specifically tells us to rejoice always in the Lord because there is always something to give thanks for. But then also, don't be anxious about anything. Why you got to be anxious when we have the Alpha and the Omega and every single thing is subjected to him? Every single thing. Like, look at the sun. The sun rises every single day in the exact spot that it's supposed to and gives light to the earth and energy to the plants to produce food so that we can be sustained. God specializes in the complexities of things. So do what he says. You feel anxious? Okay, that's do a heart check because you already messing up. You already messing up. 
be anxious for nothing. All right, God, I'm anxious. So how do I not be anxious? Okay, let me let me show you how to not be anxious. Like he provides what we need in his word. So pray about it, submit it, you know, write it down. Because it takes humility to write down what's bothering you in detail. Like that takes a great level of humility and it requires for them for there to be some emotional, spiritual, and mental processing with that. That's why journaling is such a powerful, um, a, a powerful tool in therapy because it takes humility to do that. So have supplication and then give thanks to God for all he has done and all that he will do, especially how he's going to remedy your heart condition. Amen? Great. I felt like I just preached just now, but share my reflections, guys. Now, another thing that God revealed to me is back in, I want to say probably like 2018, he led me to a scripture that has stuck with me for a really long time. And that is Isaiah 54. And I'm just going to read it to you guys. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's Isaiah 54. Um, verses five to eight. And it says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment, I deserted you, but with great compassion, I will gather you. In overflowing anger, for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. And let me tell y'all, when I first read this scripture, I literally like cried. I cried. And I'm like, God, you're my husband? Like for real? And don't get me wrong. I already knew that the word tells us that we are the bride of Christ and all the other scriptures associated with that. But let me tell you, this one hit home. And if you guys go back and read the full um, Isaiah 54, there's so much more into it. But this part hit home for me because it was like, here I am desiring a husband. And God is like, but I am your husband. And I'm like, God, I mean, I get it, but you're not physically here. But just because you don't have someone physically don't mean that you cannot be intimate. And that is what God was trying to get at. He's like, if you maintain your level of intimacy with me, you'll be good. As you walk out this season of singleness, like I need you to understand that if you can't be faithful to me, you will not be able to be faithful to a man. If you step out on my relationship with you, you will step out on your husband. And this is the time that you need to learn how to be a wife. You have a husband. And I'm like, wow, God, okay, I get it. How, teach me how to be a wife. I want to learn how to be a wife. Teach me how to be a wife. How do I maintain my intimacy with you even when I don't want to maintain my intimacy with you? And he said, worship anyway. Even if you don't sing to me, put on that worship music and listen to it. Allow it to minister to your heart because I guarantee you about 10, 15 minutes into worship, you're going to be singing. And I'm like, yeah, God, you're right. I ain't even going to lie. You're right. You're right. What else can I do, God? Well, I need you to get into my word. And I'm like, well, God, you know, that's a whole lot of word to get into. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I know a little verse here and there that has kept me through the years. That's enough. 
And he just stepped back and was like, all right, you think that's enough? I'll let you survive off of that for now, but there's going to come a time when you need more. And when you're ready to get into my word and continue to get to know me as your husband so that I can teach you how to be the wife that you need to be so that I can give you a king that I have handcrafted for you, then I'll wait because I'm not going to give you a man of God that I have cultivated and I have healed and I have redeemed for you to go and tear him down. I'm not going to do that, Danielle. You don't want to do the work. You're not ready for my best. And I'm like, oh gosh, yes, I want your best. I want your best, God. So help me to be the wife that you need me to be so that I can join in union with the husband that you have created for me so that we can ultimately glorify your kingdom. And that's another thing. You want a husband or you want a wife? You have to really check yourself and be like, well, why do I want a spouse? What do you want a spouse for? I had to check myself. Like I was sitting in a group um, Zoom meeting that some of my friends had did and one of them was married. Well, there was a couple of them that was married, but my friend, her husband said like, what is your purpose for marriage? And he wasn't just talking to me. He was talking to the group. But when I tell you that hit me like a ton of bricks, like what is your purpose to be cute, to have babies, to have sex and not feel guilty about it? Like, which was my reason. Like I just didn't want to fornicate, but I'm like, wow, I never really asked myself that question. And that started, um, taking root in my heart because I'm like, God, forgive me for my selfish desires. Like ultimately this is about kingdom building. So help me to learn what purpose do you have for me as a wife? You know, there's a lot that goes into it. So Isaiah 54, real dope. And, you know, God has a lot of promises in it. And that that's just the point of what's going on here. I want you guys to know that you got to do a heart check. And when you do a heart check, you got to see God. Because if you're not able to maintain intimacy with God, I don't know about you, but for me, if I don't, I can't function. I can't do anything that I need to do in my life for my children or anything like that. So to avoid that, I make sure that I stay in Christ because that's the only way that I know how to live and I know how to operate. So that's pretty much it for me today. Um, Let's do a recap. Number one, I want you guys to practice on implementing one question into your daily life. What is going well? Number two, I want you to literally take God's word at face value. If he says, don't be anxious for anything, but we're praying supplication and thanksgiving, make your request be known to him so that you can have peace. Guess what? That's exactly what you do. Step by step. Pray about it. Okay. Supplication part. That's where you write it all down, seal it in an envelope and submit it to the Dropbox so that it can get to heaven and get to God. But do that spiritually. I don't mean literally, but figuratively speaking. And then give thanksgiving because you know and you can trust that God is going to answer that. And for those of you ladies who desire to be a wife and probably haven't even embarked on your journey to to marriage or um, your journey in singleness, or for some of you that have you know, do a heart check. At the end of the day, he tells us that he is our husband and 
We have to learn how to be wives before the ring. We have to learn how to treat our husbands before we physically have them in our lives. And God gives us the perfect opportunity to do that because he tells us that he's our husband. So if I learn how to treat God right, if I learn not to cheat on him or step out on him when I'm angry or I don't get my way or learn how to have intimacy with him by the time my husband does physically make it to me, I will know how to maneuver that and to do my part to make sure that my marriage is sustained. So that's it for me today. I hope that you guys were blessed by this. Um, you guys can email me at info at myoneimperfection.com. You could DM me on my social media, which is myoneimperfection. Whatever it is, you guys got it. Don't stress yourself out. But you probably just need a heart check. So I think it would be good for us to do a quick prayer just to close out. So God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. And thank you for your word most of all. Um, Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this, Lord God, that the words that I spoke will minister to them in some way, shape, or form, that it will give them comfort, Lord God. And I just pray that they learn to do what your word says, take your word at face value and apply it to their lives so that you can do the heart transformation that needs to be done in each and every one of us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that for those of us who desire a husband, that you will continue to give us revelation, continue to give us nuggets, and give us endurance, God, to actually walk this process out wholeheartedly knowing that you will deliver on your promises to us, knowing that for us to even have a desire for it, Lord God, means that it's obtainable. So I just thank you for your promises that are yes and amen. I thank you for knowing us in and out, Lord Jesus. And we just give you all the honor, the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, hit the subscribe button, and share with a friend. For information about today's show, be sure to check out the show notes below. As always, stay focused, be true, and be you.